So this week we pay our respects to General Secretary Colin Powell, great American hero who uh, passed away today. Uh, we also talk about Rolling Stone's ranking of the top 500 songs all time. And we talk about John Gruden no longer being allowed to coach the Raiders uh, based on some of his past misconducts and uh, how some of the other stories from sports have evolved. So check us out, Deacon and the Doctor, episode 30. Welcome to the Deacon and the Doctor. I'm Deacon Bill. And I'm Dr. Rhonda. And I am a, an ordained deacon in the Catholic Church. Well, I'm a doctor of education. And the idea of the podcast is we're going to invite you to pull a chair up to the kitchen table and we're going to talk about real events. What's relevant? Yeah, and you might not agree with us or we might not agree with each other, but we're still going Amen. to have the conversation because, you know, it's hard. It's hard out here. And this is the deacon and the doctor. Hey, folks, uh, this is Deacon Bill here. Just a quick disclaimer. Know that the views expressed on Deacon and the Doctor are strictly Rhonda's and mine. They don't now, represent. I can speak for myself. My <laughs> views. <laughs> they don't represent the views of the Catholic Church or any church within the Catholic Church, right? And they definitely don't represent any education, no institution or uh, entity. Just my views. And the other thing that we'd love is we'd love to hear your views. And so you can reach us uh, on Twitter or Instagram. Uh, find us at Deacon underscore Doctor. Yes, Deacon underscore Doctor. And follow us and give us some likes on the things that we post that you find interesting or comment if you have something that you'd like to add. And we will be gladly discussing it on our future episodes. Thanks. Dr. Rhonda, we have to start off this week paying our respects to a true American hero. Uh, you know, somebody who could be the real-life Captain America, but General Secretary Colin Powell passed away today. Uh, so we yep. pay, pray for the repose of his soul, the consolation to his family. Yeah, um, I'd just like to say um, one thing. Like, I think that as a person, whether you, no matter where you were, like... He is a great American example. Amen. Like parents were immigrants. He he wasn't like these folks are nowadays where like although he was a, he's a member of the Republican Party when it came time to endorse certain people he went he he didn't toe the party line and say, "Well, I can't support like Barack Obama." Right. In in his presidential bid you know, he went against the grain there. Um, he served served his country, you know, highest highest rank ranking official, chairman of Joint Chiefs of Staff. That's right. Turned around and, you know, became the first black African American Secretary of State. Secretary of State. So, when, you know when you have to decide, would I rather you call me general or Mr. Secretary, like you've lived a life. Right. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, I mean, I'm sure he has some great stories and, you yeah. know, hopefully those that uh, serve with him can share some of those great stories, you know, with those of us that didn't have that honor and opportunity. But, you know, I think it's a great story. And um, the one thing that was funny today, you know, they were talking about, you know, people would ask him, oh, you know, where'd you, gr you know, where 
where were you in your West Point class? And he was like, oh, no, I wasn't smart enough to get into West Point. And, you know, told told the story of being a C student. And, you know, like, so it just speaks volumes to, you know, you have these kids that are striving for 4.0s, but, like, ultimately, you know, he he said it himself. I was a C student, but somewhere along the way, he was able to figure out, okay, military thing is what I'm what I want to do. And another thing they they talked about how when he served was serving at um Fort Benning in Georgia, uh-huh. he wasn't allowed to stay on base. You know, so you know, you he still had to deal with that, right? Right. So you you're dealing with the segregated military and then you you it all comes full circle and you are in charge of it. So, all of it. Right. All the services, everybody, yeah. Everybody so just, in the military is reporting to you. Just imagine that. Like, you know, I'm like, wow, you know, how 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 did that make him you know, how did he feel living his life, you know, in a segregated army where his family couldn't live on base and come in full circle? Like that's that is, as you said, that's a full life. Yeah. You know. We like lost this. a great one. Um and I, I mean, obviously, we don't know the particulars. Um, he had been dealing with cancer, but they said um, ultimately it was probably COVID related. Right. Well, yeah. I mean, they like one. Uh, there was a doctor on one of the talking shows today, and kind of explaining and breaking it down because what people are trying to do is politicize mm. the fact that oh, well, he was vaccinated, he still died. But the the ultimately he he. My understanding is that he he was suffered from Parkinson mm. and had multiple myeloma, okay. so he was dealing with both of those. And what the doctor said was that you know your body can't doesn't have an immune response in some cases when you you administered a vaccine, and so he was immunocompromised already. So that and that kind of the four I want to say it's he said four percent of people that are affected. And that where the vaccine doesn't work, but he, you know, he was very, the doctor that was on the show was, he stated, yes, you know, this doesn't mean that you shouldn't get vaccinated. Sure. This, yeah, this right, is right. just the anomaly. Yeah. So, um, but his family was very clear that he was, he was vaccinated, but he had. Yeah, under- I just continue to pray for an end to this pandemic, but it keeps claiming our. Yeah. Our I mean, brothers and sisters, you know, keep falling victim to this. So we just continue to pray. Yes, we we will. So I have I have a question for you. I have an answer. So you know we when we blame. So I just said there were two under two underlying health conditions already existed. Right. Right. So had General Powell just passed away without a positive COVID diagnosis, it wouldn't be considered COVID related, right? Right. But. What if he had COVID and just had passed away of those natural causes? You know, like, that's where, like, some people say that these numbers and the numbers attributed to COVID deaths. It's like any statistic, any data point. If you want to use it for your point of view, you're going to use it for your point of view, right? So I hear people all the time say, well, you know, anybody who passed away, they're just calling it COVID. They don't even investigate it anymore. And I... I'm looking at these people and I'm like, you've never worked in a hospital before. You have no medical training or background. 
you're just saying this because, you know, and well, we know why, right? But I'm just like, why would you well, even come up with this? I, I, I know why they've come up with it, I think. I think it's it's been mentioned because there were monies tied to if your death was associated with COVID. So I think that that's that's the that's the that's the pitch. But anywho, let's talk about that football and what happened in the football situation. So the Raiders no longer have their head coach because he is he resigned because he he's a uh, Racist, misogynist, homophobic. All of the above. All of the above. He didn't got. He didn't. Of got, course, he's not. He just wrote emails. He got, that got, were. That's so, all. So is Bruce Allen. Bruce Allen, former. Because he wrote them emails, and that the your your Washington, your Washington football, football team got caught up. They didn't got Gruden fired. Well, Gruden got Gruden fired, let's be clear. Well, right, but, but it all came from the investigation into how the Washington football team was doing business for years where it was a misogynistic organization that, um, ab- you know, abused women, harassed women, uh, exploited women, and now they're... Their big punishment, by the way, like all the people in Washington who are doing all of these things wrong, yeah. their big punishment... Is that John Gruden got fired from his coaching job? Well, they said that- nobody in Washington has been affected by this investigation and the well, report mm-hmm. that we're all do now. Mind you, mind you, when Tom Brady deflated a football, there was a two hundred forty-eight page report that was released to the press. Yes. Now that we have executives and billionaire owners. Mm-hmm. For football franchises. Their report ain't coming out. Oh, we don't need to release a report. So what's the problem? But they did release a couple of pages to get Gruden fired. Just well, so we knew so, something so happened. That's, that's what happens, right? So you got people that are that are doing these investigations. They're uncovering all this information. And they're like, oh, well, surely something's going to happen, right? And nothing happens. So the, the people are like, well, hell, I'm going to let this one out. Right. I'm a I'm a I'm a slip a couple of pages out. That's like, what happened. Ethically not probably the right thing to do. No. It's not the right thing no, to do, that, period. Right. But hey, you know, that's that's where like you know, you talk about like the guys that played with Gruden, the guys that played for the Washington football team right. under Bruce Allen, and they're going back and forth, the ladies that worked in the organization. Yep. You know, they're talking about, oh, well, lady lady officials or, you know, all all the stuff. Like, at what what point do people stand up for what's right? They don't. They stand up for what makes them money. You know, you yeah. have a you have a gay man in your locker room and you just putting everything out there. Yeah. No, I like, we have to be we have to be better as a society, but the only way we can be better as a society is if when the rich guys get together. And and let me tell you how concerned the Washington football team is about all of these investigations. Watch the football they team. They just had Don't care. the drug enforcement agency, agency. Mm-hmm. come into their building and arrest their rich. head trainer. <laughs> That's how concerned they are. They got the head trainer dealing whatever. I'm sure it's going to come out to be painkillers or opioids. I, 
We'll find well, out. Well, so but. so the so since you brought up the the trainer, they said that I guess there's some rules and regulations about carrying medicine, and maybe he carried. Yeah. He carried, it's illegal. You can't carry opioids but across one, state lines. It's one, against the law. At one time, I think that they were allowed to travel with. Yeah, and now and they changed the rules because yeah. they were having so many so because much so many players were ODing on the field. Yeah, that's oh, they were ODing on the field. Well, I, I mean, that, if, if you look at players from the seventies and the eighties and what they were taking and what they were abusing, I mean, yeah, they were all on these painkillers. Like, like Brett Favre is probably the most famous recent player, right? Mm-hmm. But you know, he had to go into rehab. And, of course, they downplayed it because it was Brett Favre, face of the league at the time. Yeah. Yeah, but he was hooked on painkillers. Yeah. That's what they were doing. Some of these guys, like I, I was reading books from some of the players in the 70s. They were talking about you had speed and opioids, like in pill form, in jars. You would grab a handful on your way out to the field. Okay, so they were you know, they were drugging, drugging They themselves. were getting shot up with all kinds of morphine. Like if they came, you know... Uh, like what we saw the other night with Saquon Barkley where he turned his ankle. Right. The players would do that in the first half and come out and play in the second half. Yeah. You know, because they'd get shot up with morphine in the ankle. They couldn't feel anything. It'd still be the size of a grapefruit. Yeah. But they, they couldn't feel out, anything out there, from the knee out down. Out there running on. And, and, and the coaches in those days, mm-hmm. no saints, right? They'd look at a player and be like, yeah, you don't go back out. I'm cutting you now. Like the players had no power back in those days. Right. But we're in we're in the twenty twenties. Yeah, so when, when people get mad when a player's like, Yeah, I want to get a second opinion and I want my own doctor to look at this, I ain't mad at none of them. Cause I, you know, read some right, of these other stories. Right, you read the stories about that. Yeah. yeah. No. So yeah, no, that that's it's awful that that someone feel but again, I think a lot of players, even today, are probably getting some form of a prescription I mean, and, and playing through it, getting it. But you inject- can't be carrying drugs across state lines and yeah. be like, well, it's mm-hmm. okay because I'm a football trainer. Nobody cares. You know, not in the real world, right? All of that stuff. No. Yeah. So, yeah. But we got better things to talk about because Rolling Stone magazine came out with their list of the top 500 all-time songs. So this list has been out before. They just updated the list. Well, right? my understanding... I didn't see the old list, but my understanding is this list is more representative, that the old list was more, shall we say, pale. And sure. this list is sure. more <laughs> inclusive of all music. And, and so... Well, forth. like when you think... So, you know, when I think about the Rolling Stones, I don't think... Think that oh not the Rolling know. Stones, Rolling Stone magazine. Well, but still, Rolling Stones, Rolling Stone magazines. I don't think about like oh yeah, like you know maybe Jimi Hendrix, like people people of color that played rock. Yeah, is what I think about when when I when you say Rolling Stone. But but number one song, I I like the number one song. Uh, I do too. Because I need some respect. <laughs> By Aretha Franklin. Respect. R-E-S-P-C-T. R-E-S-P-E-C-T. That's right. So, uh, I like that. I had I, I did question a few on the list. You well, know. why? So, what you... Aretha Franklin's in the um, Hall of... The Rock and Roll, Rock and Roll Hall, Hall of Fame, right? Yeah. So, makes sense. I mean, the queen gotta be on top. No, I... 
I'm okay with her who, being number one. I want to know who was number one before. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know who number who was number but, one um, before. So, what, but again, who, I, I question question a few of these. Okay, so so who should have been in the top ten that wasn't? Oh, who should be top ten that wasn't? Yeah, I got Prince. At Prince 18. didn't make the top ten people. In. Prince, I, I'm I'm agree with you. Bill. At eighteen, yeah. Prince, Prince should have been up there. Should have been up there, right? And then I got the. The biggest one outside the top ten, I got Stevie Wonder Superstition at twelve. Come on, so, come on. I, I and then you said 10. you said so who who were Missy, the, Missy the other the other one I had an issue the I think the biggest one I have the issue with Marvin Gaye what's going on at seven. I, I yeah, but so like like I'd make an argument against respect that like. I'd put what's going on at number one. I don't have a problem uh, with respect. Nah, I don't have man, a problem with nah. respect. I'm just saying. You better give Aretha her props. I, I'll give Aretha her props and put Marvin Gaye she had top a, three. He he can be top three, but he cannot beat Aretha. Because Aretha, I mean, she nobody didn't throw no grits on her or do anything like that. But she 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 was a a, a presence. Like Unfortunately, Marvin Gaye Marvin Gaye wasn't, wasn't a presence. Wasn't, he wasn't a presence for as as long as she was. Is what well, I'm saying. It wasn't because, his fault. I mean, I know it's not his fault because right. he he got killed. But right. you know that's that's not that's not on him. But that does lend itself to, you know, hey, I've Aretha spanned decades. But this is upon songs. Decades this this upon is this isn't a, a, a but career award. This is a song award. Uh, ultimately, I'm just saying. I'm not saying. Look. If if it were Aretha one, Marvin Gaye two, okay, Marvin Gaye three, okay, but I'm like seven. Well, what about there's Mi- not six better songs than well, what's going what, on? Wasn't Missy Elliott better than him? Missy Elliott was eight. Oh, she I was thought eight. she was a little high. Get your freak on. Great song to dance to. Get your freak on shouldn't have been. In the I, top I don't think it's 10. eight. I don't it shouldn't think it's have eight. Been in the top ten. I'm a I, no, but that's the other thing. Like these, you know what? Did they cross? All genres, like were there yeah. country, yeah, country because songs? They, yeah, like there's the a song, list? um, like from Sweden that I hadn't heard of. You know, I mean, you got you got everything from Kendrick Lamar to, um, like Michael Jackson. Like I said, there's a song, you know, like, uh, there's all kinds of international music. It's not all just English language, you know, in this list. So I mean, okay. yeah, it, it seems to be a pretty inclusive list. Um, you even had things like the Kinks, or I think like thirteen, fourteen. You know, a lot of Beatles. Know, you don't on the know list. who no Kinks right. are, right? You don't know who the Kinks are. I'm just saying, a lot of different genres are are uh, you know. I know the, who the Beatles are in that Strawberry Fields song. Is right, horrible. Number to me. ten, Outcast. Hey ya, maybe a little high for that. Yeah. Um, again. But hey, good songs. All different people are on the list now instead of it being just a, a vanilla list, right? Right, because you had number two, um, "Fight the Power," Public Enemy, right? So you have rap represented number two. Yeah. Um, then you have like Bob Dylan represented four. Um, I, I gotta say, look, I, I know a lot of folks a little bit older than us are gonna get mad at me for saying this. I don't really see it with Bob Dylan. Like at first, I thought. He was just a great writer mm-hmm. of songs. Yeah. But, like, I don't like his vocals. What's the song that's on there for him? Um, you remember? It don't matter, because I probably don't know it anyway. Yeah. Um, I- I'll pull it for you. But It's um, all good. You know... We but, sh- but then I found out, like, a lot of his songs are covers. Like, he didn't write them. 
Um, yeah, and so um, I'm like, well, what's the big fat? Like, he's not a good singer. If he's not a brilliant writer either, like, what are we getting all of it all is about Bob Dylan for? I don't understand this. Uh, Bob Dylan, like a Rolling Stone. Yeah, I don't think he wrote that song. I think it's a cover. Well, you know? I, I, don't, I don't know anything about I do Bob like Dylan. number three, Sam Cooke, A Change Is Gonna Come. We, you know, great I'm, song, great that song. That change there. needs to come. Right. People, the change needs to come. Right. But, and it's as relevant today as it was when he wrote it, right? I mean, you know. So is what's going on. Yes. You know. I, it should have been higher. I, I agree. Like should've I think I think that we could have we could have had a one, two, three compilation. We need respect. Change yeah. needs to come. Yeah. And what's, what's going, going on? on? That's what we I'll need to, that's what I'll we need to be you. talking about. But uh, um Bruce Springsteen came in at twenty seven. I think that's a little low for Born to Run. You know. I don't know. You you look you you're a big Springsteen fan. I'm a big lots of fans. I'm a big good music fan. Yeah, I'm not saying Springsteen's top ten, but I think twenty seven's a little low. Purple Rain, I think should have been top ten. Though I will say that. Okay. Superstition should have been top ten. What's going on should have been top three. Okay, okay. Well, so can we get back to the whole like Gruden thing for a minute? Okay. Now, I'm not saying that he should he should have resigned, right? I heard something kind of related, right? Where a, a lady was talking about how past technology or information that's out there on the web gets people fired. Mm-hmm. And she was proposing, like, if something, like, say, from the time that you're 13 when you can have a site to, like, 30, anything that you write can be expunged from the interwebs so that you 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 don't have things following you. So it's I I think really for the youth, right? If mm-hmm. I'm if I'm and like your synopsis aren't. And the reason she said 30 was because that's the age at which you, your your you brain is your brain more, is fully right? functioning yeah. at that point, right? So what do you think about that? Like should it should we so excuse I know, this. I, I know that you know when I did work with, with baseball players and other athletes trying to help them get into college, one of the biggest things that the college programs, the major ones, look at is your social media profile. And they look at what you're posting, they look at your pictures, they look at your, your comments, mm-hmm. right? And they get into all of that because all of that is publicly available information, right. right? And so that's one of the things that I would try to coach these young men on is you've got to straighten yourself out, you know, because this stuff is out there, even if you try to delete it. And we've seen a lot of evidence of of different public where they removed removed something and then it comes back. It to comes ha- back, haunting. right? Yeah. Um, I, so, so what do you think? Do you think do we have like, hey? I think you're responsible for your actions, and and I think that that starts at, at a certainly a much younger age than thirty. You know, if if you're old enough and mature enough to to get paid for doing you know whatever these things are that entertain us, whether it's acting or uh, playing sports or whatever it may be, then you're old enough to be responsible for the messages you put. And if organizations decide, look, I don't want to pay you a million dollars, even though you have this athletic ability or entertainment ability, you can sing, you can do whatever. I, I don't want to pay you a million dollars or, or millions uh-huh. of dollars mm-hmm. because I don't want you representing my franchise like that. Yeah. I, I think both are okay. 
right? I think it's okay for a young person to make all that money because they have that talent. God bless them. Yeah, so that you're kind of shifting over into kind of that name, image, and likeness. Uh, all of the above, type, right? Type thing, right? All of the above. Nobody, nobody. I think it's fair. Nobody. So what about? So now they're they're talking about for name, image, and likeness for these athletes. You know how we, the NCAA, you can't like have you can't have the school rep be like the parent representative for this right. this this. It uh, has to be independent athlete, but the athlete has to make all these decisions. So now they say colleges. And universities are trying to um, create courses and things to kind of educate the student athlete, which, by the way, the labor union has said they're employees. So we're going to have some trouble coming, I foresee, in 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 the realm of student athletes who, if the labor, if the labor department declares them employees, then now you're talking about benefits oh yeah it's it's a it's it's a whole pandora's box and all i can say is that's what you get you've been making millions off of these kids for years and and granted i'm not saying the college tuition i'm not saying the college tuition isn't valuable if i'm getting a hundred i'm I'm getting a a six-figure education out of it now mind you i know a lot of who's getting the six-figure right I know I know a lot of athletes aren't necessarily and basketball players now with the one and done rule they're one and gone they're in school for a semester and a half, right? So in that case, I mean, like the school is just making money off of them. Is the school truly making money off of them? Yeah, I mean, you look at a, a program like Kentucky, you know, where a kid John Wall is there for a year. Mm-hmm. Goes, you know, plays at least uh, in, into the final four. That's so that that's makes money for the university. Hundreds so that's, of millions that's the, of dollars. That's the talent, yes. But and he's so, there for a cup of coffee, and gone. The school's not giving him anything. Now, granted, well, well, we they're both they're making not, off they're of not, it. Right? They're not giving him anything. They are. They're giving him the opportunity to. You can you to, can wear our jersey for a season. They're they're giving him the opportunity to. Show his talent to the people at the next level. Without the Kentucky, right. there is no John Wall. Because let's well, not go that far. I mean, if John Wall, I mean, like any university, if, if he had gone to in, Europe for a year, they'd still know who he was. Sure, like so you you but you you're. But the NCAA you go, what gives you, you a great platform to exhibit you know, your talent. I agree. You're, but but the bottom line is this. If I'm good in chemistry, I can go work at Chemistry R Us while well, I'm still getting my degree and make money from Chemistry R Us. But most of the time, Chemistry R Us is waiting on you to get your... Like, you can do an internship. They're paying you a lesser rate. Unless I'm better at chemistry than the people you've got now. And then They're you'll bring you me in to do some rate. chemistry. And so it's not... So that 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 speaks to the part of the equation for those people that are not going to matriculate into the professional sports. Yeah, the 99% of college athletes. Realm, right. right. But if I say, okay, my name, image, and likeness I own, and I'm going to put it on something. So it might allow, you know, uh, not quite professional that is popular at their school. Yeah. So a perfect example, Spencer Rattler from the University of Oklahoma. Okay. Who Preseason was 
uh, predicted to be the number one pick in the draft. Right. Right. Four games into the season has worked himself out of the starting job at Oklahoma. He's now the backup quarterback. Right. So probably not going to be the number one draft pick anymore. So his draft stock will fall dramatically, but he signed a 1.5 NIL deal, 1.5 million. Uh-huh. So but he's the that's a nice 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 spot to fall back on but he's still gonna be right but i'm just saying a year ago a year ago he would have just been a guy who lost millions of dollars in the draft right so he i i hear you but he's still going to be able to make like uh, uh, if you if he's drafted which he'll still be drafted you think we'll see time will tell if he keeps playing the way he did these first few games i don't know well, and so sometimes you know that's you're exposed, and that's right. part that's part of the, you know, scenario for these student athletes. Right? I tell the athletes all the time, you know, as soon as soon as you know you're going to be drafted, go. There's no reason to stay in college at that point, you know. And then people, oh, I want to come back to win a national title and all that, and that's great. Don't get they me wrong. They might get hurt or something but might happen. Nobody cares about you if you get hurt. Nobody cares about you if you get exposed. Right, people just care about you if you're doing something for them, entertaining yeah. them, winning games for their school. That's all they care yeah. about. They don't care so about I, the person. I think ultimately we'll we'll see what happens. But you know, a lot of these larger schools, like you know, your football and basketball, support all of your other sports. So it'll be interesting right. to see what happens to. You know, the smaller schools that don't have the large programs and they start losing monies, you know, for, or or maybe they they continue to get money. I don't know. I don't know how, how things will work, you know, with if they have a standout. The, the game athlete. has to evolve. Or the fact that you have people that are that have now decided like some some athletes have said, OK, I'm going to take my talents to the smaller HBCU. Yep. And instead of going to these major powerhouse schools. So it'll be interesting to see Especially how... Especially when you have a Deion Sanders or, or somebody co- like yep. that coaching. Absolutely. Yeah, so it'll be interesting to see how things pan out. I don't know how, how Neon Deion, Primetime, what are all those other nicknames? Right. We'll see yeah. how it all works how, out. How but, it works out for him. But I do think in five years the game will be different, will look different. And it could be that there's there's two different divisions, right? One where you get paid, one where you don't could just be like the top 20 schools just go off on their own and and do their own thing. I mean, we'll see what happens. Yeah. yeah. But at the very least, I think it's more fair that, you know, a human being gets to make money for their skills, just like every other human being in the college. And it's not you 90% could do whatever and make money. But, you know, this select few, we've made this arbitrary rule that you can't get a job. You can't even get a job. You can't even go to a restaurant and get a job, you know? Like, remember when we were out in Oklahoma, Josh Heifel had mm-hmm. a job working at a car dealership. Car dealership. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, I think he was making like a hundred grand working at the car dealership, and I'm sure he wasn't doing anything. So, I mean, it completely violated all the NCAA rules. But why can't a kid go get a job? Like, a football player can't even go get a job in a restaurant as a dishwasher. Like that—that's the rule. Like you cannot make money while you're playing Division One college football. Like that's how restrictive the NCAA was on these oh, athletes. I didn't—I didn't realize it was yeah. like that. I mean, it was that draconian 
on yeah. these individuals. And a lot of these kids coming to the school, yeah, they're getting a little chump change from a, a booster here and there. You they're know. not supposed to. But but I'm just saying, it's not helping. You know, they're coming from, you know, whatever kind of background. They can't help their family out during those years. Right. You know, they can't yeah. do anything. They can't even get a job to help out. Yeah, that's that's a shame. So I'm glad that things have changed and, and the, the student-athletes able to, you know, monetize some of their... I'm, I'm giving you all of my talent. I'm giving you the best years of my life. And but I'm getting it, nothing in you return. Know, and, and NCAA 2K21, whatever, can use, you, you know, all of your stuff on the field. And you're not getting a dime from that? Yeah. Yeah. No, that's so there, right. there's, there should be something there. But okay, um, well, Deacon Bill, we have... Uh, Exceeded the time limit. That's right. You told and we're me. not getting paid extra tonight, so we got to go. That's right. Y'all. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Have a great one.